Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we got this thing happening. Oh, thank you. Hear me or not. But you know what? I don't know. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Mm, so Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directed to your email and your smartphone. That's a good idea. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, 
Peleo in South Africa, Saobona in Senegal, Nangadef in Kenya, Jambo in Israel, Shalom in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia. Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host Kareem Hamid every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Celebrating Eid on AM 360. And we are about to hear an address by President Joe Biden, who is in Chicago today. But before that, we want to have a serious discussion. And perhaps my colleague here, I won't stir for breakfast, but perhaps she'll weigh in on that as well. <laughs> So we want to take a look at a case that has really been uh, upsetting to people and and definitely you've probably heard it on so many different newscasts. Carlicia Hood was minding her own business. Uh, She was in the process of getting something to eat at a hot dog stand, uh, Maxwell, over on 117th and Halsted. Uh, He paid for her food and was waiting for her food. And a man unknown to her came in and they got into an argument. Next thing you know, he was was slapping her upside the head and everything. And so he was punching her pretty hard. And her 14-year-old son brought in the gun that she, of course, uh, had, had a legal permit for a field and carry and shot the man, and he died. 
And this was traumatic for her, the, the person who assaulted her, uh, Jeremy Brown, 32 years old. Um, now, he had a number of things, among them being felony, uh, outstanding uh, charges, uh, domestic violence charges, and so forth. And she, of course, had a clean record, never any arrest. Her son, a student, but she got arrested, and her and her son were charged with first-degree murder. Well, a video surfaced showing this man beating her about the face before he was shot. And so... One of the things that enraged people was that no one in Maxwell came to her defense. And they had no security. And they just kind of act like it wasn't happening. And, you know, a couple of men that were there ran out. So she was pretty much by herself, except for her son, who came to her defense with her gun. So after many people saw the video and their protests threatened to shut down the upcoming NASCAR race, which we know in Chicago is expected to raise quite a bit of revenue, the state's attorney decided to drop the charges. We want to take a look at a situation that this brings to light. Many women have sons, and sometimes those sons really kind of act like uh, the heads of household, you know, especially maybe fathers might not be there or might not be able to be there all the time. And sometimes the sons have to accompany their mothers in these dangerous streets. So we're going to talk about raising boys. Should sons protect their mothers? Now, of course, a lot of things we're going to talk about, such as is there a better way that could have been handled, which we know that's been talked about. And, it's, and there is a lawsuit, a $4 million lawsuit that Carlicia is filing, and her lawyer, attorney Brandon uh, is actually, they had a press conference announcing the lawsuit, and they listed a number of things, and among them uh, being charging uh, the city with malicious prosecution, false arrest, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. So attorney Brandon Brown of the Bronzeville Law Group representing her in this $4 million lawsuit against the city. And before the the video surfaced, people were saying that, you know, she was a thug, her son was a thug. They just painted the story all backwards, which was not fair because everybody rushed to judgment. And the lawsuit charges that the surveillance video was available. So there's no reason for the people to have, for the police to have arrested her. They could have easily looked at the the surveillance video and seen what happened. So we want to ask this question today uh, about raising boys. Should 
mothers protect their sons based on the fact that this was a son that was protecting his mother and there was no one else coming to her defense. And there are a lot of things that could have happened. And people say, well, they could have de-escalated, they could have left, they could have done this. But, you know, you don't know. When someone starts threatening you, you don't know if they're going to follow you and try to back down. You don't know. And if you're a woman, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's why people get the conceal and carry permits because they believe they might have to defend themselves. That's, you know, for, so for all the people who are saying that's necessary, well, here, here, here's when it was actually used. So what do you think about that? If people have a weapon and they feel their life is threatened, they may tend to use it. So is it better not to have a weapon? But we want you to give us a call, 515-605-9325, and express your opinion. And we want to say thank you to our sister, Mama D, who was there at the press conference and gave a detailed report. And uh, we definitely want to ask some questions about this situation because it was disturbing uh, in a number of ways, uh, one of them being that here a woman who was attacked spent six days in jail. That was traumatizing in itself, someone who never been arrested. And her son, 14 years old, was forced into a situation where he had to respond in a way that was violent. It's traumatizing shooting someone. You know, it's not something we do every day. And so we really want to take a look at this situation and uh, look at ways that we can perhaps address the need for women to feel safe and address ways that sons can feel like they're protecting their mothers, address ways that people who are in the service industry, if you have customers and someone assaults your customers, what is your responsibility? And we want to say greetings to our sister Zelda of HLN TV show, Grand Rising, beautiful queen teacher, sorry, Grand Rising teacher, says, thanks for shedding light on this horrible, inhumane treatment. Yes, we want to take a look at this because a number of things should not have happened. Number one, if, you, if you're standing in line at a restaurant, you should feel that the establishment is going to protect your safety. How do you not have security and you're open late? That's, that's, in my opinion, a bit negligent on the part of the restaurant. That's my thought. Uh, I would certainly not go to a place at night that I didn't feel safe. And then none of the staff was equipped to respond to, first of all, you, you de-escalate things when an argument breaks out. That's, that's what you should do if you're in some place and people even start arguing because you know it could get physical. You have to calm them down and make somebody leave. But she had already paid for her food, so, I mean, she, she shouldn't have left because she was waiting for her food. So I think it was up to them to have to have uh, stepped in. 
and we we invite people to call in. Uh, you can join us on our Facebook or YouTube channel, and you know you can write in your comments. We will share them with our listening and viewing audience. Just don't use any profanity because we we don't share that kind of stuff. But what happens when these things occur is that there are repercussions. You get retaliation, and because the the the, the, the police and the press and everybody published, I believe the address of Carlicia and her family, that, that puts her at risk. So that's all part of what's considered in the lawsuit, how her reputation's been ruined. Because, you know, you, you put out there that somebody's been charged for murder, you know, jobs are affected, neighbors see you differently. You know, you have all kinds of things that can't be undone. So when a lawsuit is filed, it takes into account what was lost as a result of negligent behavior and the lawsuit charging the city of Chicago. And so we want to take a look at, as families, what kinds of things do we teach our sons and how are we as women, especially when we've got growing sons that are feeling their manhood and I mean we, we remember how people get into a fight if you just talk about somebody mama. You know, you said your mama so and so that was fighting words right there. We know that's we know that's the culture. So so then let's take a look at are we teaching our children how to de escalate a conflict or are we encouraging a certain amount of aggression? And uh, we do want to encourage young men to feel that sense of responsibility because it's necessary. It's necessary for women to feel protected. And it's necessary for it's necessary for our young men to be in that position where they know that that is their role. So now the question becomes, are we escalating things by constantly reinforcing the violence in our society, uh, the way everything is settled through violence? We got all these police shows. We have... We have shows that are uh, really glorifying people who beat up people. We do that all the time. So how how are we going to blame somebody who is responding to what they have seen constantly being portrayed? And that's the culture. You know, people admire the tough guy. So... 
what do you do? Uh-oh. What do you do if you are with your mother and some guy some guy comes up to her and threatens her. What do you do? Do you say nothing? Do you do you get a weapon? And who was responsible for de-escalating that situation? Who was responsible for making sure that it didn't get to that point of violence? So we want to hear from men today. This is usually our men-only discussion. Our co-host, Kareem Hamid, is out at a celebration, at the Eve celebration today. But we do want to give you an opportunity to call in and voice your opinion about this. And men, if you feel like you may have responded differently if this were your mother, we want to hear from you if you feel like you may have responded the same way. If your mother called for help, we want to hear from you. Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 if you're ready to speak. And we will gladly add you to this conversation. And if you believe that perhaps the arrest and charging of Carlicia Hood was justified. We want to hear from you as well. So feel free to call in. We welcome all points of view. We know that ultimately what has to happen is that our community has to heal. We have to heal from the the, the fear, the violence. Uh, We have to heal from the, the absent father syndrome that makes young boys feel like they have to be ultra aggressive because they may be the man of the house. And if you're a a young man and you perhaps have been uh, (laughs) the man of the house, how did that, how did you feel uh, being expected to protect maybe your mother or your younger sisters? So we want to give you a chance to call in 515-605-9325. And press 1 to let us know you have a thought you'd like to share. Or you can reach us live on Facebook and YouTube. You can reach us on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and type in The Female Solution. You'll see me right here or go to our YouTube channel, uh, The Female Solution. And, you know, either one, of course, you can write in your comments. And one of the things we hope will come out of this tragedy is a definition as to what shop owners, restaurant owners, and any establishment where there are customers, what is the clear responsibility that they have if something escalates and a customer 
is in danger? What legal responsibility do they have to protect their customers? And should someone in that shop have called police if they feel like the woman shouldn't pull out her legally registered gun and protect herself, then should someone in that shop have been responsible for making a call? And would they have gotten a response? So we are definitely concerned that this case has reached a point where after six days in jail, you have a family that is traumatized and a, uh, for the incident, another family traumatized because someone is deceased. And everybody who was in the place who witnessed it was traumatized because you watch the act of violence, you don't forget that. And if you even watch the video, and I try not to watch videos of beatings and things like that because it it stays in your mind and it replays in your mind and it affects how you feel. It can be very distressing. And so I did not watch the beating video and then when they did they stopped the video uh, that they had the surveillance video of the shooting they stopped it before it got to that point because of course you know that that's gory you don't show those things and uh, it was important for them to note that there was a groundswell of support for her once the cell phone video that was taken at the restaurant was made public and changed the narrative of that whole story. And so people really do care. They do want to see things happen. But we want you to give us a call. 515-605-9325 and, you know, press one when you have your thoughts together, what you'd like to say, because this is a very sensitive situation and we don't want to, we don't want to attack anybody who was involved. It's unfortunate that there were no people that could have stepped in and stopped it before it escalated but the problem is that we haven't been taught how to de-escalate we haven't been taught how to calm people down one thing that our mayor Brandon Johnson said and he'll be later at, at the event with President Biden here in downtown Chicago one thing he said he wanted to focus on the mental health issues that cause the violence. And I believe somebody starts beating a stranger, they, they got to have some level of mental illness or anger that's out of control. You don't just do that to strangers. So that, that needed to have been handled, but it wasn't. And there was nobody in the place that was equipped to handle it. So it ended up the way it ended up. So that should motivate us to change something, not just charge people and throw them in jail and charge them with murder and all that. Figure out how to de-escalate 
situations before they become violent. Someone has to have the training to do that. Right now, it's not police. They come and they escalate. They arrest somebody. That's not helpful. So how do we how do we get people who have those skills in into places where they are needed? Well, we're going to take a break and give you an opportunity to think about that. How would how would you how would you have handled it if you were the manager uh, or on staff at the restaurant? How would you have handled that situation? What would you have done? How would you have prevented that tragedy if you were working there that night? If you were an employee, what would you have done? We want to hear from you because there definitely is a way that this could have been better handled. And we know that there are people who have skills. And we want those people with skills to be able to be employed and to be able to come in and de-escalate a situation before it turns deadly. It's not enough to blame somebody. You have to say something. So we've got a caller uh, that we're going to bring on right after this quick break. So we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back after this brief break, so stay with us. What happens when a group of people are kidnapped from their homes, smuggled away in chains, and held captive in a foreign land where they are tortured, raped, and forced to perform hard labor by the lash of a whip and under the constant threat of death. Slavery, the African-American psychic trauma. What happened to the doctors, writers, scientists, builders, educators, and spiritual leaders from Africa's golden age? Who did they really capture and sell into slavery? Are all African-Americans suffering from psychic trauma because of a conspiracy to hide their true identities? Do you have psychic trauma? Take the test on page 22 of the book and see. Order it online today at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And get your personally autographed copy of the book, Slavery, the African American Psychic Trauma. Thank you. We are back. You're listening to and watching the female solution global radio TV show. And <laughs> and I'm gonna bring up our call. And again, we want you to call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. You may have to take this out just to make sure we can hear our call. Uh, and if you have a, a 
opinion about this. We want you to uh, voice your opinion because this is one of those cases that will probably result in some change policy somewhere. Just the fact that someone died usually will cause something to change. So we know that there was a better way that this could have been handled, and we are aware that there are other options. So we want to hear from you. Well, let's go to 312632 Grand Rising. This is Naima Yes, uh, Admiral Andrew C.M. Nelson Bay. Where did this incident take place and uh, when? And what is the name of the decedent and how many times was he shot? Let me, let me, let me make some sound adjustments here. Uh, okay. Let me make sure we can hear you. Now, say that question again. Where and when did this incident take place? Uh, what is the name of the decedent? How many times was he shot? Where was he shot? Uh, in the, well, it, it happened at the restaurant, uh, the Maxwell Street Express restaurant on 117th and Halsted. And uh, I'm not sure the exact time of the evening, but it was it was late evening, you know, after dark, I believe. And that was about a week ago. Oh, no, it, it happened on uh, June 18th, okay. and she was released. Uh, she was arrested June 20th and released on June 26th. The young lady involved. Uh, now the name of the shooter. Thirteen, fourteen-year-old son. Why did and he her, um, just physically bum rush the man and have the man fight him back and then shoot him in the process of fighting physically? That would have been better because there would have been more of an immediate um, impetus for him to shoot them. But just to arbitrarily shoot someone—that's incorrect. Well, I think what happened. He, 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 the man was beating her. Um, Jeremy Brown was beating uh, Carlicia Hood, and the son, of course, was asked to help because his mother was getting beat up, and nobody in the restaurant was coming to her aid or even calling anybody. So that that's kind of the issue. Is like no one helped. There at that time there weren't any alternatives to getting this man who was hitting her to stop. And his girlfriend was kind of taunting the woman, saying, "When he told you to stop talking, because they had been they had been arguing back and forth before it got physical." So the police had the the, the surveillance video, which showed, uh, which showed that. Uh, there had been an altercation before the shooting, and they killed, chose to arrest her, even though they later said it was clearly self-defense. So I guess the, 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 the question is, if, did, was that deadly force? I mean, was there an, another alternative? Or was somebody else at fault for not even stepping in? I mean, you know, if I go to some place, if I go to a restaurant, I, and matter of fact, hey, it happened uh, 
I mean, nobody hit me, but I was out with two associates yesterday at a Dunkin' Donuts, and, and a guy was kind of harassing me, you know, trying to get me to come and talk to him, and my, my two associates uh, told him, leave her alone. And then the, the manager came and made the man leave. And that just happened yesterday. So I know that if no one did anything, I would be forced to do something. And if I got physical and as a result someone ended up dead, my defense would be, well, how come somebody didn't help me? How come y'all didn't put him out? You know, since you didn't, and I fear for my life. That would have been my defense. So I understand her situation. Um, You know, so I don't know. You know, Um, in the Baha'i writings it says, should anyone amongst you take up arms against another, rise ye all against him, for this is not to manifest justice. You know, there's something very cowardly about shooting someone in a context in which you're not fighting them physically, which gives a, the, the, the would-be shooter more of an impetus to shoot them in the course of physically engaging them without the use of immediate deadly force. Well, and there is a cowardice amongst a lot of poor excuses of men who, you know, they can't physically fight. And I take issue with that. I, I understand. I understand. And that a lot of people... And that includes boys who need to learn or be taught how to fight physically. See, the problem with that is that because there's such a proliferation of weapons, we don't know who's carrying a weapon. And you might think it's going to be a fist fight, and then they pull out uh, the firearm. And this is one of the problems that we have in America. The people who have guns feel like they have to have a gun to protect themselves from people who attack them. And the people who end up getting shot feel like there are too many guns because people are are willing to settle things with a gun as opposed to talking it out or even, like you say, you know, (laughs) duking it out, hitting, you know, like it used to be before everybody had a a weapon. So that's another issue of why have we allowed the fear of attack to create an environment where people are carrying firearms and when that is an option, people tend to use that option and that option tends to be fatal. So, yeah, if they had just had a fight, that could have been broken up, you know, everybody would have walked away. But now you got, and she had a conceal and carry permit. So for all the people who were saying, well, yeah, you know, you got to have protection, this is this is what happens. When you have the option to use it, you tend to use it when maybe there might have been another alternative. So until we figure out that nobody should have if anybody has them, that's what tends to happen. Now, this particular man who was, was shot, he also had a number of domestic violence charges against him. So who knows, you know, was he beating the, the person in his home? Was he pulling a weapon on them? He had multiple charges. That's one of the things the lawyer brought out in the in the lawsuit. So it's not even known if he was he would have left and, and brought back a, a weapon himself. 
you know, you don't know because too many people have that, but then that happens. You know, you, you, you have an altercation with somebody, there's an argument, somebody leaves, and you're still there, you know, doing whatever you're doing. They come back and they got a gun, you know. So was that a better way to end it and make sure he didn't come back, or was that not what should have happened because, like you say, okay, what if what if his son had just hit him as opposed to you know shooting? Would that have ended it, or maybe well, maybe everybody would have got arrested, you know? But everybody would have been alive, you know? Who knows? I don't know. I mean, let me ask you this question. Uh, I know we got another call wants to speak, um, but let me ask you this question, Andrew. If that were your mother, how would you have responded if you saw her being beaten by a stranger? How would you have responded? Well, you know, I love my mother, Josephine Elizabeth Jack Nelson, forever. And, um, you know, that wouldn't have happened to my mother because my mother has a spiritual hedge of protection around her, and she just would not have been attacked by anyone because of just who she is. I mean, I get your point. You know, I'm the same way I feel about myself. I don't, I don't live in fear because I know I have a different vibe. I don't attract that. But uh, I don't want to blame people who do find themselves either, you know, argumentative with strangers and ending up in that kind of a altercation because it happens, you know. And I'm sure you've had situations where you would mind your business and somebody may have been nasty to you for no reason. Now, you may have responded differently than argued, but sometimes people are not in, in their right mind. Uh, not not legally insane, but just repressing so much rage about something else that any little thing can trigger it. So who knows what, 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 this, what this man, uh, Jeremy Brown, who knows what, what, what thing was really upsetting him that he got so quickly angry angry at a woman standing in line at a, at a hot dog stand. I mean, you know, who knows? Well, you know, People I've are, said that if, if there's anything that should be mandated, it's um, Dianetics auditing sessions recorded. There should be a quantum database of all of the recordings of any and all um, Dianetics auditing um, sessions uh, conducted by members of the Nation of Islam. That way we can catch uh, the reason and the rationale as to why people do what they do. I understand. I understand. Uh, you know, there should be a way, and maybe like you've mentioned at one, one point, there will be a way to kind of monitor everybody and, and have steps people can take when they feel like they're off balance and might do something to hurt somebody. We can catch it before it happens. Matter of fact, I think there was a movie made about some kind of system they had like that where you could foresee what somebody was getting ready to do and you could stop them before they did it. Uh, so, I mean, there is some kind of way we need to be able to monitor behavior. And and there is. I mean, just pay attention. You know, feel people's vibes. You know, uh, use use your voice to calm people down. There There is a way to do that. Boom. 
most people in society have not been trained on how to de-escalate a conflict or even how to calm someone down that's upset. They don't know how. And no one in that, in that, in that restaurant apparently knew how either. So how do we do that? How do we, when we see something happening, rather than, you know, running like a couple of men and it's like, oh, I'm getting out of here. I don't want to see this. And I don't want to help this lady. I don't want to get involved. How do we not do that? How do we not run away? Or how do we not ignore it like the people who work in the restaurant? How do we not do that? How do we instead use our skills to calm a situation? Well, you know, you know sometimes, you humor to the situation. sometimes um, a person can engage one of the um, antagonists and um, offset the dynamic of the violence. That's a possibility. I mean, that's that's what should happen. Uh, That's what should happen. And if someone has the skills on how to do that, that is what would happen. Uh, And what I believe should happen in those situations. And, and, you know, Mayor Brandon Johnson has said that he's going to focus on getting more mental health workers. I think you should have people who are trained in conflict de-escalation. And I don't know if it's the same thing as as what police are doing, because police are really not trained in that. I mean, they're trained to, you know, arrest somebody who's disorderly. You need somebody with some psychological skills to know how to calm someone down, to know how to uh, keep people from being angry or violent or reacting to whatever insult they believe they've received. That, that's a skill. That's an that's a emotional skill. That's a psychological skill. That's, that's training. And uh, we were talking on um, Nava Richard Muhammad show last night uh, on WBON and you know he mentioned that's part of what the nation teaches you know behavior training so that you conduct yourself in a certain way and you're calm and you can be firm but you know how to de-escalate things the average the average person is not uh, given that kind of training uh, the average person, uh, if they just come out of a home where their parents demonstrate that they get angry, they're ready to fight. Matter of fact, sometimes parents encourage their children to fight. And how many parents, if their child came home that got beat up by a bully, they would send them back out to fight the bully? That's culturally what we tend to do. So we're not taught to find a way to bring peace. We're taught to win the fight. And because people have guns, the one who has the gun or pulls it out first is the one who wins. That means the loser is either seriously injured or killed. So how do we change that dynamic? And we have to admit it's something wrong. Well, there's something called a burning gun, which is non-lethal, and one doesn't require a um, FOIA card. It's really just an instrument that projects a, um, a pepper spray type um, projectile well 
that's I believe in burning That's a talk too. Well, you know, we 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 have different alternatives that could be used in the future. You see, hindsight is twenty twenty. But we want you all to uh, call in. If you're on our switchboard now, we want you to press one. Uh, we are here in downtown Chicago. Later on, we're going to be covering the arrival of President Joe Biden. He's going to be speaking about Biden. Uh, a, an Where's Mr. Speech. Biden going to be? Uh, he's uh, at the old post office downtown. And, of course, that will be okay. on the network. We, we, we came early to set up our, our, our equipment. I might just uh, straight go down there now and and uh, await Joe Biden's arrival because I need well, to talk you know, to Mayor uh, Brandon Johnson about well, him appointing me deputy you know, mayor. <laughs> of course, the uh, of course the mayor, the uh, the the president of the county board, and you know city officials are going to welcome the president. And here, uh, when you know Chicago's has been declared the worst city that has been affected by this smoke from the Canada fires. So it's a health hazard. And a lot of people who have breathing problems are, are being advised to stay inside or, you know, be ready to <laughs> to use a, a breathalyzer or whatever uh, because it's, it's, it's a difficult situation. But the president is coming really to bring hope to a new economic system. And, uh, because Chicago has a new mayor who's promised a lot of, of, of new innovations. We want to we want to hear what's going to be said. So we'll be covering that on our uh, on our daily news uh, show, twelve noon, I believe. The, the president scheduled to speak. You'll, so you'll be able to probably see it on the network, hear it on our radio show, and go to onairevywhere.com to hear the replay if you miss it. But we're looking forward to him bringing some hope because a lot of what the cities are facing is a result of people's frustration over economic distress. And that, that's what people tend to snap at each other about. They're angry because they don't have money. They're angry because they're, they're being threatened to get their, their utilities shut off or evicted or can't find an apartment to live in, wants to with homelessness. So any little thing can trigger a person's irrational behavior. And this is why we have to say, if you're already on edge all the time, whoever has a gun and they reach that level of stress, they're going to use it without thinking about maybe this argument isn't that important because they're already at the edge and ready to snap. So this is why we have to look at what we're doing to help people get through their stress. Otherwise, we're going to keep seeing this. And blaming one side or another doesn't make it go away. The thing is, both of them were angry over something minor, like you sit in front of me in line, or some, some little minor thing. It was not necessary for it to escalate at all. You're right, and Rodriguez, it was not necessary for it to escalate. But nobody in the place knew how to stop it once it started. And that's, that's our collective problem as a society. So, you know, we, we hope to come out of this experience with some wisdom and some proposed action that will prevent it from happening again. And we definitely want 
women who have raised sons and who maybe have have not known if they should suppress the aggression in their sons or encourage it because it's necessary for the family's protection. You know, what do you do? If you're a mother, we want to hear from you. Uh, we definitely want to hear from you. So uh, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press And we thank you, Andrew, for your input. It's very valuable, as always. Thank you, my dear sister. Absolutely. So we're ready to take the next caller. And, of course, if you are listening online or watching us on Facebook or YouTube, you know, feel free to write in your comments. We will gladly share them with our listening and viewing audience. And, you know, we've got nice mood music here. Uh, shout out to Pete Coffee, <laughs> who, who uh, graciously let us sit here until it's time for us to uh, time for us to return where we're here, uh, awaiting the president's arrival. And I think that our representatives have made it clear that America has become too pro-gun in the sense that we've had a lot of incidents of people shooting people through the doors of their house, people shooting people because they actually knocked on the door. You know, people are on edge, and they, they go over the edge, and they're in a state of irrational fear, and it just gets promoted all the time. So we got to look at ourselves. We made this mess. We made this mess, and we have to clean it up. And we owe the next generation. We owe the next generation a better world than what they came into it. And I'm, I'm saddened that a 14-year-old child had felt he had to take that kind of action because he's going to be scarred for life. He's eight too, you know. So that meant. He had a vision of other things he was going to do and did not, certainly, I'm sure, plan to take a life. So what is it that we should be teaching our son about aggression, how to de-escalate an argument? Should we be giving them the skill or have we made it something shameful if somebody provokes you to back down or walk away or even is backing down inviting more bullying behavior. Sometimes it's more dangerous not to stand your ground. What happens if you show weakness and someone's enjoying picking on you? We have to think about that. So we want to we explore those things and we'll be taking a break in, in just a moment. And and of course, uh, if you are listening online, we want you to join this conversation. Give us a call five one five six zero five nine three two five and press one. And uh, we're going to take the call right after the break. We're going to go to seven seven three seven three seven. Our dear sister reporter who was on the scene and gave us some valuable information. And and we definitely 
want to hear her voice. So we're going to be right back after this brief message. We invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Family, and so we want to 
address an issue that has to do with our boys, our sons, on this day where we usually do our men-only discussion. But we have this situation with a young man. And we got to take a look at are we encouraging aggressive violence in our boys, but is it necessary? And in the case of Carlicia Hood, now I just saw a video of her getting beat in the face. And I understand why people got enraged at the thought of her being arrested and charged with murder after that beating when nobody stepped in to help. So let me go to our phone line uh, and talk to our dear sister, Mama D. And thank you so much, Mama D, for being on the case and being at that press conference and giving us some details about that situation that didn't come out in, in the regular I was able to talk about it and, of course, give you credit for the for the details on, on Brother Nabob Mitchell Muhammad's show on uh, WBON last night. I, mean, I named the officers and the judge and everybody else. <laughs> you gave details. <laughs> so thank you so much for being that. Best. Well, uh, well, well, greetings. Uh, Global Transformers. And, and thank you so much uh, also. Because, um, you know, it's it's uh, easy to sit around after the fact and say she should have did this and she should have did that and put all this blame on, on her. Minister Farrakhan, when he did that first Million Man March, uh, I think that was a movie out or, or a video, Sister, I'm Sorry. One of the points that he was trying to make is, brothers, we need to atone to these sisters, and we need to let these little girls grow up. They used to say the younger the girl, the older the perpetrator. So if the girl is 10 years old, like a little 10-year-old, having a a baby in the city of Chicago, the youngest one to ever give vaginal birth, her uh, uh, rapist was... 50 years old. Wow. You know, so what you you have a situation here. Uh, A little baby, two or three years old, if daddy is pounding on mama, that little toddler will go and get his leg and say, daddy, daddy, top, top, daddy. Yep. That's right. They will do that. Instinct. They don't want. They don't want to see their mother hurt. That's instinctive. I, I think. I think any mother with a son knows that her son would have probably done the same thing if she was getting beat up like that. Yeah, it's no way. It's boy not just. Hurt. Not just the son. My daughter, eight or six years old, bit the, uh, my brother who was choking me to to death while everybody mm. in the family was standing around, jumping up and down saying, oh, don't, she ain't done nothing, don't hear I, I did do something. I entered the Vietnam veterans. They came back. Some of them all messed up. In this particular case, my brother, three days, three nights, he hadn't had any sleep. I didn't know anything about that. But I was at my mother's house. I was peeling potatoes for her with this butcher knife, and I knew how, how sharp that knife was because I was using it to to peel potatoes. My brother comes out of the bathroom. He's having uh, an altercation, some words with my other brother. And um, 
My brother said to him, oh, man, I don't want to fight with you. And he started to walk away. When my brother picked up that butcher knife and leaned it back to knife my other brother in the back, I jumped in between. And I said, oh, you don't want to do that. As a result, I'm hoarse today because one of my vocal cords is damaged. He jumped. I jumped in between. He grabbed me by my neck and proceeded to drag me throughout the house, down the the stairs, out the front door, on the porch. Everybody's freaking out. My brother and the other one then kept on walking to, to clear the scene. And I'm being out there attacked. My little girl, six years old at the time, she went into action. She bit him on the hand, and he let me go. Now, she had had an incident at age four. We walking down the street, and somebody, I got my shoulder bag on my arm, and I'm walking with her, and all of a sudden, uh, somebody snatches my purse. Now, I'm on my back. Uh, He's running with me and the purse on the sidewalk. My left arm is, is, is hanging down on the sidewalk. It was scraped up to the white part, and he's still running with me and with my purse. I unwrapped my arm from the shoulder strap, and finally he just kept on running with the purse without me. My daughter was about, I didn't know about uh, being traumatized. She was about four years old then, and she had seen it, and, and she was just like going back, uh, back and forth like the little 10-year-old that was arrested and put in, in the handcuffs, and she said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Oh, I, and she's crying through shoes. So my, 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 my little daughter is just like uh, uh, going back and forth. I hugged her. We went home. But when she was six years old, she and she intervened. And see, these things happen very quickly. This man is dominican with her, messing with her, uh, and she's, I'm sorry, and she's just sitting and standing in line to get her food. She felt threatened enough to know I got my gun in the car and it's registered just for such a time as this because I don't know what's going to jump off. And so this man, the first time he hit her, he hit her so hard until he almost fell over. Well, if I you saw that. that was anybody, anybody in a boxing match, there's a certain kind of force that they put into a lick, yeah. and that could be a death blow. Yeah. You know, yeah. knock you out, and he was pounding her in the head. And, 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 and her son, he, I mean, he had to fumble a little while to get the gun out, but he had witnessed at least two death-defined blows to his mother. Yeah. And and he wasn't yeah. supposed to step up when that, that clerk in that store, that's why they said there's going to be some more lawsuits. The, the Board of Health ought to be on them for that rat that everybody was talking about that was walking around. I didn't see the whole uh, yeah. video, so I didn't see that. But the fact of the matter is, you could see this man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
the man black like a nun a nun black man, but you could see surely uh, clearly see him. He was an employee in that store, looking yeah. at what's going down in his face while he's behind the the the, the bulletproof glass. He should have said something. Uh, say, hey, look, the line is back there. That's all you had to say. Nobody right. stepped up. And and the hero, just like in the George Floyd case, was the one who had the, the phone in her hand getting the evidence. It was not yeah. anybody that you have a right to protect the life that Yah God has given you. And this man yeah. was was interfering with that that uh, uh, right, and if, if you are 14 years old, what kind of man are you to to see your mother being beat like that? And you know you don't have the strength of a grown man, but there isn't a, a time for you to have a summit conference on this on this situation. She's in the moment being beaten, perhaps to death, by a grown man. And you step up. Well, uh, after the, the they left that scene, he ran out, and you ran out there with him. One of the charges against him was the un, uh, the criminal prosecution uh, that was pending for him to have a unuseful, uh, uh, unlawful use of a weapon by a felon. Right. So who knows right. he wasn't going to get his gun to shoot up her and everybody That's else that was there. And so uh, we always want to blame. No, we don't blame nobody else. We need to teach these men. He had the whole history of beating up on women and battery against against women. Nobody had put him in check probably as a, a little boy and as a grown man that you can just go up to a woman that you don't even know and start beating her. I told you to shut your mouth. You know, he had been getting away with that. And every woman that had ever let him shut your mouth or I hit you in it, they were enablers, uh, 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 a this this uh, co-murderers to what happened to this man. And this is why well, you know, like, you, like said, you were saying oh, in the report, son, you got to step up when he rapes you. Don't let him loose to rape up on somebody else. When he batters you, don't leave him loose to batter other people. Yeah, well, you know, like you were saying that that uh, it came out in in the report in the, in the lawsuit. This was somebody who had had charges for domestic violence, a number of of, of charges of domestic violence. So, I mean, he was he was beating up. <laughs> Beating up his loved ones fairly regularly, uh, and and like you say, you know, if someone's violent and you don't get them some help, then you're leaving them to assault someone else. So we have to take responsibility, even the people that that we know among us are out of control. And yet you can leave somebody, but what happens after you leave? They'll just go after somebody else. These people are not well. I mean, I agree with our mayor. Most of these problems are mental health problems, but we have to address them. If you know someone has been beating on someone, even if they don't go to jail, they need to go to there needs to be some mandatory counseling. The first time you hit somebody, you got to there should be some kind of mandatory counseling therapy or something, because we not we can't let you just be a ticking time bomb. And I would bet what we already saw. 
that this, this brother, uh, Jerome Brown, he had been violent, had a number of, of cases against him, you know, charges. When, when are we going to get people help? And that's another thing. It doesn't do any good for people to go to prison if they hurt somebody and they come out and they never got treatment for whatever psychological problem they had that caused them to be in there anyway. It's not, it's not serving us to just send somebody away and they go to some place where they're probably further assaulted, further abused, and so they come out even more angry. Yeah, they come out worse. And they come back but to violence is entertainment. Violence is entertainment. Every Hollywood program that you see on television has some kind of police officers or firefighters or somebody shooting up on somebody. Violence yeah. is entertainment. And until we change that universal, legendary, historic, how the West was won with the gun and violence being entertainment, we're going to have to have this kind of problem. I remember there was so much violence in these cartoons until the mothers stepped up when they really saw what was going on. They said people are being blown up and cut up and shot up. And in and, 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 and these cartoons, and what are we doing? They don't show those violent uh, cartoons anymore. They show realistic, slow motion uh, violence out of control. And de-escalating is not what these police officers are doing now while, while these young mobs are, 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 are doing criminal damage to property and everything else while the police sit there and watch the situation, that's not going to work. I heard last night on a WBON program, whereas two women, which they gave pride celebration, giving oral sex out in the public way, in public, two women. Can you imagine one woman well, you know, and another woman oral sex because this is part of the gay pride celebration? Where did, we are spiritually on the wrong side of history. And until we go back to some morale, some morals, some values, uh, and, and not violence as, as, as no entertainment and you can't do uh, anything to me because I got the liberty to, to tear up and, and, and can't nobody stop me because I am invincible. Hey, we got to stop that. But I'll just conclude with this. If you want to really stop the violence, you start with the violence of abortion because if women who bring forth life do not have any respect for life, then you ask yourself, where will the respect for life come from? Because we keep trying to promote this false narrative, a woman. No, you're pregnant. You are no longer a woman. You are a trinity. You are part of an age, sperm, and, and living soul because it's breathing what you all put together. And children are a heritage of God, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. That is the most significant thing we can do now is to say, you think that it's, it's okay for you to uh, uh, march around and I want to kill, I got to have a right to kill. Fifty years later, you got all kinds of ways of, of getting, uh, not even getting pregnant. You got your phones and your jails and your diaphragms and your shots and your pills, and, 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 and you got 
panties up, dressed down, legs closed. You got all, and you can propose, uh, postpone your menstrual cycle for three or four years if you want to. But all you can think about is your right to kill. No, uh, uh, you are living sperm, living egg, and living soul that that sperm and that egg created. You are representing family. And if these men had enough backbone to stand up and protect their seed, don't tell me you go going to church every every week when when the seed was wasted, when the sperm was wasted. Yagas is very upset. You and that sperm wasn't fertilized. Do you realize what these little spermazoles have to go through when they are swimming and and, and there's thousands of them and they finally hit the egg? That's a well, you know, that's a victory there. Well, one of the one of the issues that create this situation, we are so uh, focused on trying to make money off of everything and make everything entertainment that yields money. We make sex entertainment, you know, a very private act, very personal act. Uh, why have we? chosen to make it in, in, in entertainment. Uh, the pornography industry is very lucrative and it's addictive and it's destructive to, to families in many cases, but it makes money. Uh, and you mentioned the violent program. Why are we enjoying watching people get shot? Uh, why are we enjoying watching people get beat up? How is that fun? You know, but it, like you say, all the shows that we that we see on TV, the popular ones, the ones that win the awards, violent. So when we fill the heads of our children with things that show that we don't have any respect for each other, each other's bodies, each other's lives, each other's feelings, what else do we expect other than them to be confused about what's appropriate behavior? Because the only example they have is the example we give them. And that is and that is one reason why and that is one reason why the the female solution is very relevant. Because if the changes are gonna come, it's going to come for respect for life. And men just gonna have to step up. I read a, a article in the final call and uh, I think it was the author of uh, Mark Twain. Uh, and he was talking about the black man has had every ounce of manhood beat out of him. And that's, we better face that reality. Dr. King talked about don't let nobody steal your manhood. These people stole, stole your life for 246 years and said you was a movable property thing. So, men, you've got to realize that something is wrong before you can make it better. And it's not about confessing your good points. It's about confessing your faults. you got to get a, a backbone. And when you got to step up and say, hey, look, you want to kill this living soul, well, I want to save it. And the word of God says that the fruit of the womb is his reward. I got a religious right to stand up for, for God, the creator's reward, and to stand up for my 
living sperm and to stand up for this life that we have created because this is a living thing and it's part of me and I'm not going to let you kill it. So where are you, man? Why aren't you stepping up to save the family? That's your family. Let me ask this, Mama Why you, Don't say uh, you ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, let me ask you this, Mama D, because one of the things that, that came up is, okay, we're telling young men to be strong and step up and, and be protectors, and yet when they do, such as this 14-year-old did, then people call them a thug and all of that before they saw the video, where his mother was getting beat up. People were calling him a thug and saying she, she was charged with uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. But if you... It, it, I know you, I know you've got a daughter rather than a son, but you know it could be either your, your child. If your child was watching you getting beaten, would you expect them to intervene and stop it in the best way they could, however they had to? Would you expect that, just knowing that they love you and would not let you get beaten and no one else intervene? What would you expect of your child to? How, you, how would you expect them to respond if you were being attacked? Just like my little six-year-old daughter did, go up and while everybody else is freaking out and talking, went into some action with her little uh, two front teeth that she had just got in, got covered in. <laughs> she had got those two front teeth. You sunk them in there and, and, and went into some action. This is what you're supposed to do. I told you a little baby will do it. Daddy, Tom, it's your mother is the only person that's one with you. This is the only person that you never lose. You lived inside of her body for nine months, and when she is gone, you can live inside. She can live inside of you forever. You don't have that kind of relationship with anybody else. Growing up, I don't care what your mama did. I don't care how often she did it. I don't care who saw her doing it. You don't talk about nobody's mama. Because when you talk about mama, you talk about, you, you talk about my mama and everybody and the children. Uh, uh, they, they upheld that code of conduct. We seeing you at 315 because you were talking about somebody's mama, and we was all taking it, it personal. But then making money, here comes the, the your mama so fat and your mama so ugly. Uh, joke that tore down motherhood, made motherhood a laughing stock. Now, that was your first line of defense. If the daddy right. is there and the mama is stepping up and you remove the mama, now the child ain't got nobody to protect. Right, but right. Making money, making jokes. Your yeah. mama became yeah. a laughing stock. So fat yeah. and so ugly and everybody laughing at that. That abortion, every little piece of that aborted fetus costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. They making money off of it. So that's, and that's always why the so top of is, is, uh, is, is money. But you, like you're saying, Mama D, what we need is respect for life. We got to do that. Let me take uh, the call before we take a break. Thank you so much, okay. Mama D, and hope get a chance to get back to you. But we definitely yeah, appreciate what's what the president coming through. Yes, yes. So he'll be here. Uh, well, I, I think he's going to be landing in the airport soon, and he'll be coming on downtown uh, at the. Uh, 
the old post office, and uh, certainly he's uh, going to be addressing his economic policy. Uh, got a new name for it, Bidenomics. <laughs> so we're going to hear how that's going to revitalize this city of Chicago because we, we know we need some help. But let me take this call before we before we take a break. Thanks so okay. much, Mama D. We appreciate you as always for all your wisdom. It's the Mama D. The fourth Saturday on the Female Solution. And we have 312-833. Give us a name where you're calling from and your comments. we got a few minutes before we take a break. Go right ahead. We're on Yash Shalom, Grand Rising, Aslam Lake, Minister Plump, Robert Floyd, Plump, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Mama D yes. is uh, absolutely right. Her own target, as always, you know, uh, respect for life. And it starts with God, you know. It, 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 you know, the respect for life also ends with God. Uh, we must uh, uh, really, as men, step up uh, and protect as well as to provide, you know, uh, for uh, the family, which involves the mother and the, uh, and, and the children, all of them. Uh, I remember when I was... Uh, uh, let me ask you this question real quick. Uh, if you had been in that restaurant and saw that man beating this woman, I don't know. You, I know you've had a certain kind of training on how to handle that, but how how would you have responded if you had just you know been a patron at that restaurant and saw this man beating on this woman? Would you have intervened? If so, how would you have handled it? What would you have said? Yes, to yes I really would have. Uh... I would have had to uh, intervene, uh, you know. First, I would give him a warning. You know, warning always comes before destruction. Uh, like, mm-hmm. hey, brother, don't do that. Stop, stop, uh, you know, molesting that woman. Stop beating that lady. Stop beating your wife or, you know, or your woman. Uh, you know, I would uh, try to uh, do it like that. And if he did not stop, then I would definitely, no doubt, uh, you know, he'd have had to deal with me physically. You know, I remember when I was a child, you know, I always did mistake and did things as a child. But I remember my uh, my father used to have, he would drink alcohol and uh, he would get drunk and he would physically attack my mother. But, uh, uh I seen him doing that, and and I run in the kitchen, and I had told Daddy, don't don't be fighting Mama, leave her alone, and I that was something embedded in me all my life, and then he didn't do it, he didn't stop, so I run in the kitchen and got a knife, right, and I cut him uh, in 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 his behind, and then wow. he stopped and slapped me down, you, did. you know. Yes, he slapped me down, like, because he's bigger than me, you know, uh, and then took the knife. But he didn't do no more fighting, you know what I mean? And I think ever since then, he learned this lesson that a child will try to intervene and protect uh, his his glory, hallelujah, and that is his mother. And I think, you know, uh, you know, any child would do that, uh, boy or girl, as Mama D said, too, about the little girl, you know, biting yeah. the man. See, that's in our natural uh, instinct. 
Self-preservation is the first law of nature. Although we are the Hale Washington Foundation, we are not uh, for any violence, but we got to yield to uh, self-protection is the first law of nature. And uh, and 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 if you cannot uh, do it, although we do, we do it both ways now. The the nonviolent way, but we put emphasis on the nonviolent way, like Dr. King. And yet, uh, you know, if if that does not become a part of the solution, then we have to, uh, you know, turn to the other side and and, and just let go and let God and pray to God being on our side for protecting the righteous. So it's not but the pure in the heart and the righteous is going to see God. So, uh, you know, we want to uh, encourage that in a in a in a beautiful way that we can all help stop the violence, robbing, stealing and killing and looting and hijacking. And I'm happy to say that the Hell Washington uh foundation is not with none of that type of uh rebellious or renegade way or just do anything to the black woman. And the black man yeah. must stand up. Where is the million man mind? I have to challenge them brothers. You know, uh, out here because you know uh, need to uh, become physical, uh, you know, visible, and 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 love, you know, to protect uh, our uh, community uh, in a righteous way. Whatever we got to do, we got to do in order to help stop the violence. God bless you. There you go. Thank you for taking Thank my Thank you call. so much, Minister Punt. We appreciate your work today. Wow, I've, I've learned some interesting things about our dear friends today, you know. But, you know, your, your child will come to your rescue, and they'll do whatever they got to do to, to protect their mother, for sure. So, you know, we got we to gotta think about uh, what we should do. Like Minister Plum is saying, you know, men, we're we going to need you all to step in in a way that is peaceful and yet backed by force when necessary, but we really need to heal the mental illness that provokes this out-of-control behavior. We're going to come back. we got another caller. Got our last uh, 25 minutes to go before we get on back here and get ready to see our president. Uh, 813-646 is coming to you next after this quick break, and we invite you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, and if, you have, if you're on our switchboard, feel free to press 1, and if you are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, feel free to write in your comments. We'll share them with our listening and viewing audience. We'll be right back, so stay with us. I'm Beata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com 
and I'm Viato. Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latifah. Our co-host, Kareem Hamid, is way celebrating the Eve holiday, uh, along with the rest of the American Muslim 360 family. And we, of course, want to address an issue, and this usually last Wednesday is our men-only celebration, but today we want to look at a case involving a young man and ask ourselves when it comes to raising boys, should we teach our sons to protect their mothers? We know that case that reached national attention, Carlicia Hood, after being severely beaten in a public restaurant by a man, her son and got the gun that she has legally registered had a permit for conceal and carry and what did the, 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 the pro gun people say? Well he needs protection. Okay, well she went and got her protection. Only to get charged with murder when her fourteen year old son shot the man who was beating his mother. Well the great protest and definitely a, a shout out to Jay Maul Green who I'm sure uh and his leading the protest and, and putting the thought out there that if, if they did not let Carlicia Hood go, that the NASCAR was going to get shut down by protesters. Mm. Can't afford to lose that kind of money. So the state's attorney's office said they realized they didn't have enough evidence for such a charge based on the fact that they saw the video that Carlicia had been beaten before he was shot, before her son shot the man who beat her. And Jeremy Brown, 32-year-old Jeremy Brown, unfortunately deceased from his gunshot wound. But we have to look at the greater issue. What was the responsibility for people in the place, particularly those who worked there, 
and should have had some responsibility for protecting their patrons. Could have intervened like Mama D said. Could have just told the man, look, you know, don't butt her in line. You know, line starts back there. They could have said something. At least, or at least like, like Minister Plum said, just, you know, say, stop, don't hit her. I mean, something. No one said anything. So, there you have it. So, let's go back to our phone line and go to area code 813-646 Grand Rising. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Yeah, Grand Rising, uh, LA from Central Florida. That's, that's, that's in 2023. That, that's a tricky situation because local custom and what people do, it, it, you know, in some places you can do something and uh, not be bothered, you know, from intervening. And in other places, you might get charged with a crime. Um, yeah. And then in other situations, even before, let's say, whatever crime or no crime might be committed, let's say you get, like, for instance, when I was growing up, I'm a baby boomer, you know, you can – intercede on a fight, break something up, stop somebody from beating somebody up. And you know, that's a bit that'll be about it. But in twenty twenty three, if you if if you intercede on something, you can end up getting shot. So that's that's true too, and I think that's why a couple of people ran out of the place because you never know what may happen, and, and a lot of times people are someplace a fight breaks out, and next thing you know somebody brings back a gun. So, yeah, I think that that could right, be so why. It, yeah, I yeah I, I really don't know how to accurately go to answer that question in 2023 because uh, just it, 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 here in Florida in St. Petersburg about two or three years ago, uh, there was a couple black couple that they pulled into a convenience store. And the, the, they pulled into the handicapped spot. Now, nobody was in the parking lot but them when they pulled up. So the, 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 the husband and his son, which was about four years old, they went to the convenience store to get whatever they needed to get. Meanwhile, somebody else pulled up into the parking lot and then told, it happened to be a white guy, and he told the lady, you're in a handicapped spot. You don't need to be parking here. Anyway, between those two, that quickly, they got into an argument. So the the guy came out of the store with his four-year-old son, and he saw this guy arguing with his woman. So he kicked, I mean, you know, the, the man mode. And he kicked in, and he uh, approached the guy that was arguing with his wife, and he pushed him. Now, the guy got up. And had a he 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 was packing a gun. He got up and shot the guy in front of his son and his wife. The guy made it back to the you know a few steps into the store with his son, and he died. Originally, the guy who shot him didn't even get charged by the local police, but it made a, a such a big stink politically. The state attorney general got involved, and the guy who shot him got charged. But I haven't heard anything about the outcome of that case since. So, like I said, in 2023, man, it's damn if you do and damn if you don't. So I, I don't know what I would do in 2023, to be honest about wow. it. Wow. That, that, 
you know, you, you bring up a good point because there have been a lot of good Samaritans that, that intervened and got hurt. Um, so a lot of a lot of people, they run the other way when they see that uh, when they see that something is about to go down, and you know you can try to be heroic, but then like you say, twenty twenty three, nobody knows who's packing, <laughs> you know, and that's that's thing about the conceal and carry laws, I remember when they were first arguing about that and and realizing that because you don't know who's carrying a weapon, everybody's paranoid about everybody, and then when you get ready to help somebody, someone else is carrying a weapon, changes the whole dynamic of things. So it's really it's really hard. Uh, like I say, unless you have really good de-escalation skills, sometimes you can't get involved, and that that is a skill. You know, you can't just step in sometimes unless you realize you could have your life at risk. You know, unless you got military training or you know some other kind of you know, martial arts training, you can't just you can't just intervene in what could be a violent situation. And you could say something and trigger somebody. So you're right. It's hard to say in this day and time with so many people that are carrying weapons both legally and illegally. What should you do when something breaks out? And I guess that's a that's a that's a question also. So Ellen, let me ask you this. If you were if you were in that restaurant and you saw this happen, you saw this woman get hit in the face by total stranger, you know, arguing, next thing you know, you get, you get beat up, would you have said something? Or would you have now, what, walked what out? Relationship is, what, relationship, what relationship is the woman to me? That's the first question. Uh, let's say she's just a total stranger. You're just another patron in the place. You know, you don't know her. You know, she don't know you, but you're just sitting there watching her get beat up. So would you feel compelled to dial 911, to, to leave out of this, so you don't have to get involved? to step in and say, hey, brother, stop. And, you know, Minister Pump said, he said, hey, brother, don't do that. He would say something. You know, but some men, like your man, might feel like, well, if I say something, then I'm in it, and I don't know who's going to pull out a weapon, and I ain't ready to fight. I mean, you know, I don't know. What do you think he would have done? At the, to be honest about it, in 2023, at the, probably the best I can probably do would be call 911 or whatever the, the local emergency call is. Because I've been in situations when I, I was threatened at least twice. But that was back in the 80s. Um, and the way I got out of those two situations unscathed was I just let them vent. I just let the guys, it was too bad. I just let them vent and say what they had to say. I didn't, I didn't try to counter it, didn't get into a pissing contest with them. I let it go. Like I said, but that was in the 80s. Now, in 2023, because I'm not ready to take the bullet for nobody. So the best I would do, I'm being honest about it. it. Now, that's why as to what relationship. Now, if it had been, you know, somebody like my mother or wife or something like that, that might be a different situation where I'm not thinking logically. Because I'm, I'm on this phone right now speaking to you logically. Okay. So, I, you know, that's probably what I would do, at, you know, 9-11 and leave it up to somebody else. 
Mm. But still, so I don't know. know people people get shot and killed every day for things that they didn't have. Matter of fact, there was a case out in Las Vegas some years ago where somebody, a good Samaritan, a guy, he tried to intercede from a man beating this woman up, and he got shot and killed. And then when they asked the guy who killed him, well, how do you feel he said about the guy who you shot and killed? He said, well, he should have minded his own business. Wow. Well, yeah. What can you say? So now let me ask you this. If it had been your mother and, you know, you're out with your mother, you're at a restaurant and you're standing there waiting for your food and then some guy starts an argument and starts hitting her, what do you think your reaction would have been? Well, that's a different situation than I'm thinking, thinking what, I guess, instinctively, then that day if I got shot, I just would have got shot. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think when people put themselves in the position, you know, if it's, if it's my parents, you know, like, like if, I, if I'm a mother and, you know, I would expect my, my child to do something. If I'm if it's my mother, I'm definitely doing something, you know. Um, the reality is you're not going to let a loved one get beaten and do nothing. That's not going to happen. And I think that's why people were so moved when they saw that video. Yeah, now if there's an opportunity for me to, if, if there's an opportunity for me to de-escalate, because like I say, a lot of things, like I say, I've been threatened right up in my face twice. I don't know what they had on, but all I know for me to de-escalate that, I didn't try to talk them out of anything. As a matter of fact, the last time I saw one of those guys years ago, he called me Satan. So, But all to, to get out of those two situations unscathed, all I did was let them vent. So they yeah. talked, oh, called me all kind of names, threatened me and all that, but I didn't say a word. And then mm. I I just left. I left unscathed twice. So I've, like I said, I've been in situations where I've been threatened. So that's how I am. Yeah, and and sometimes that is the smartest thing to do. Just let them scream, holler, and say whatever they want to say, and then it's over. So, you know, if a person doesn't have an ego where they feel like, I ain't going to let anybody talk to me like that, you know, then you can use your head and you can think, okay, this person is not in their right mind. Let me remain in my right mind and just let them scream and holler and ignore them. But you got but you got to be in your right mind in order to do that and let somebody vent and not take a person even if they call you names, not feel like you know I ain't gonna mess up disrespect me because that's what usually causes people in a fight. So I think that's the that's the wise thing to do. And I'm sure there are those who have said that Carlicia Hood should have done that. But then on the other hand, you know I don't know what all the conversation was about. But then once somebody starts hitting you. Because I guess the guy was telling you, you shut up, don't say another word, which was provocation. And and when uh, I'm standing man's girlfriend, Jeremy Brown's girlfriend said, well, he told you not to open your mouth. So it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're provo- provoking the conflict, which is not wise on anybody's part. So I agree, Ellie. I think if you can keep your wits about you and you know people are not in their right mind, and you know that nothing they say about you can change the reality of who you are. You really can't ignore them and keep your peace. But that takes discipline. That takes training. And, and, and the brothers on, on last night's uh, show, on Nava Richard Muhammad's show, 
last night on WBON radio that saying, you know, men have to be trained on how to respond that way. You can be firm but calm, and the average person doesn't learn those things. So that's, that's, that's training that has to happen so that you know how to respond when someone else is out of control. you got to maintain your self-control. And maybe that's something that we need to be teaching our sons and daughters. We have to have a way of teaching people how to be peaceful when other people are not peaceful so that it doesn't escalate. And, and I think that's that's the that's, that's course that we have to have taught um, in the home, in the places of business. It's a skill that we as a human family need to have. And like you said, so many people are carrying loaded weapons. You never know if you step in to try to help, you might trigger a violent response. And then next thing you know, the good Samaritan is laying on the ground, you know, not breathing. So we don't want that. We do want, we want people to, we don't want people just to be quiet and let somebody get beat up, though. That's, I think that's, that was the issue that no one said anything. And like, like you were saying, Ellie, I think people think, well, I don't want to get involved because I don't know who might pull out a gun. I don't want to get shot. You know, I don't want to get hit. So there's a fear factor. Uh, I don't well, understand why people brought up a, work there. Just you brought up a very good point, Naima, um, that when somebody is in public beating somebody down, you're absolutely right. That person is not in their right mind. So the next thing you need to look at is, are you equipped and experienced enough to de-escalate or even intercede? I mean, what way, like I said, to be honest, like I told you, in, in my case, I would call 9-11 because I know I'm not equipped in the martial arts or any. I, I can't. I'm not quicker than a bullet. So that's why I said I would call 911. Because I'm not equipped to deal with people who are not in their right mind. Because people who are not in their right mind can do anything that you can't even anticipate. And that's that's without a weapon. They can take things that weren't weapons and make them into weapons. That's, that's so true. Too. I haven't had that type of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing, a lot of a lot of the things that happen here are cultural, because we will let we will let somebody get bullied and do nothing, which is why they get bullied. Uh, a few years ago, a, uh, a woman was attacked on public transportation on a train, on, on, on the L train in Chicago, and I think she was stabbed. And, and you know, after, after a guy was you know, threatening her and screaming at her and, and I think finally stabbed her, and, and I had a relative from uh, Japan that was visiting and saying, that would never happen in my country. You know, that would never happen. Everybody on that train would have jumped him, you know. So, I mean, for a whole, for a whole train full of people not to, not to do anything, that just would not have happened. Culturally, that just would not have happened. And that's something to think about, too. If, if the way people have been taught is that everybody's responsible for keeping the peace, and if somebody disturbs the peace, it's the collective responsibility of everybody to restore the peace. So there were several people in that place. If we had the right mindset, everybody would have stopped it. 
so that no one person had to step out there and be the brave one and, and risk getting shot. It had to have been a collective response where everybody was saying, no, you stop. That would have ended that. But we have to, again, we have to have a culture where we don't tolerate disrespect of other people as a collective body. That's a way of thinking that has to be taught. And when we do that, then nobody has to worry about whether or not if they step in, they might get attacked because they know everybody else will have their back. I think that's the kind of society we want to build where we agree that we're not going to allow any one person to this. I agree with you 100% on that, but let me ask you this. In a case a few years ago, and I think everybody in the audience uh, knows about this case, uh, and it could happen again. Hopefully it won't, but it could. What do we do in a case of a Dylan Roof? Dylan Roof came into a Bible study, as you know, and he was outnumbered. There were more blacks in there, I mean, more black people in there than him, but he had that gun. So even with a gun... What could we mean? If if we had the mindset you just talked about, Dylan Roof can't shoot everybody. The only thing right. is, everybody's afraid of being shot. So right. I think that's something that we, you know, it's not going to happen every day. But I, but I, I agree with it. If had those nine people say, look, you you know what? When he still when he pulled it out, they would have collapsed on him. He wouldn't have got. He might have yeah. got one or two, but he wouldn't have got everybody. Right, right. Well, that's that's a, that you know, LA. That's a whole show. Us getting over that fear of death, so that we don't allow people to to bully us. When when we get over that fear, and you know, you might have somebody who's maybe in the military, or maybe a police officer, somebody who has the mindset and the training of, look, I'm going to stand up. It's you know, my life might be on the line, but I don't care. There's a, there's a higher principle that I'm standing up for. And it, right, he can't he can't kill everybody all at once. But you can't have a fear of death because if once you fear death, what is it? What's that saying? A coward dies a thousand deaths, a brave man only one. So as long right. as you're fearing, you're always going to live in fear of death, which means you will never truly live. So that that that's the thing that we gotta we gotta fix that in ourselves. Each individual person has to get to the point of personal courage. Where they don't allow bullying, and then it will stop. Well, thank you, Ellen. You you brought up certainly a major point. Maybe one day we'll do a show on that. <laughs> Getting over the fear of death so that we can live. We have to go, people. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate everybody's responses and sharing their wisdom. And tune on in tomorrow for Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. I'm Naima Latif, and until tomorrow, continue to shine your life. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page, Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. 
On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, Jean-Cudion, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Gareth, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you, and the mercy of God, and God's blessings. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.